Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Campsite Media. Hey, everyone. We've got another bonus for you. We'll be back to Derek's story next week. But right now, I want to share a story I came across while reporting the series. It's about a handful of Mohawk activists back in the 1970s, who redefined what sovereignty could look like. The battle they fought laid the groundwork for the case that Derek is making today. Their story begins at a small campground in the Adirondacks. Today, the Adirondacks in Essex County, New York, are only a day's drive from home for half the people in the United States and Canada. Reminds me of Switzerland. Moss Lake Camp is tucked away at an inlet at Eagle Bay, surrounded on all sides by forest and mountain range. It's that part of Upper New York State where you can't find any cell service and gas stations double as town squares. But that's sort of what makes it a perfect getaway for canoeing, fishing, and camping. And Scroon Lake, one of the most beautiful of the hundreds of lakes that dot the Adirondack landscape. Again, I'm reminded of Switzerland. From the 1920s all the way through to the 1970s, Moss Lake hosted a Girl Scout sleepaway camp. Thousands of girls would spend their summer breaks riding horses, playing tennis, practicing archery, sailing boats, and learning how to fence. Picture a perfect summer break postcard, and that was Moss Lake. Well, until Mohawk warriors from Ganawage arrived one winter and told the world that they were taking their land back. 
From Campside Media and Dan Patrick Productions, this is Running Smoke. I'm Rajiv Gola, and this is our second Detour episode, The Standoff. In the course of reporting Running Smoke, I took a lot of drives between New York City and Montreal. It's a beautiful drive through the Catskills and Adirondacks with plenty of tiny towns along the way. Before colonists arrived in the Americas, this whole swath of wooded, mountainous land was Mohawk territory. For the most part, that history has been totally wiped off the map, and just about all the Mohawk territories and reservations around today are in Canada. But on one of those drives, I took a small country road lined with abandoned barns and forest, proper middle of nowhere. And I ran across a sign that said, Ganyange Territorial High Stakes Bingo. And there was a line of cars down the road for the smoke shop next door. Now, I may be a simple city slicking podcaster, but there seemed to be a story here. So I asked around to see if there was anyone in Ganyange that could sit down with me and talk about the history of the place. And that's how I was introduced to this young man. Uh, my name is Rayo De Hearn. Um, I currently live here in the community. Uh, I'm Bear Clan. And I come from the um, family called Dehanagarine. Rayawade told me the story of Ganyange actually began in Ganawage, Derek's territory. It was back in the late 60s, and the community was dealing with internal tensions. The Mohawk people, the traditional longhouse people there in Ganawage were having difficulty being able to practice who they are. Their traditional culture, practice the longhouse and the laws and everything that um, goes along with being a traditional uh, Mohawk Indian. Now, a lot of Mohawk politics can get boiled down to a divide in the community between folks who ascribe to an older form of Mohawk tradition and folks who split off from that back in the 1800s. It's a million times more complex and nuanced than that, of course, but for now, that's the divide Ganawage was dealing with. One large effect of that split in the community was the presence of outsiders, white people. The offshoot community was happy to intermarry with white people and bring them onto the reserve, whereas the more traditional community wasn't quite on board with that. There was maybe over a thousand um, French people living in the community of Gahnawage at the time. And, you know, the community was growing and the, the longhouse people were, were saying like, you know, why are so many French people, why are so many white people within our territory? You know, all, our, all, of, our, all of our lands have been uh, taken away from us and we live on this little posted, postage stamp size of, of land and yet they still... They still want more. They still want to take that from us, you know. It was an issue that has divided the community for generations and is still immensely controversial in modern Ganawage politics. But back in the 70s, that question was amplified by the burgeoning native rights movement sweeping across North America. From Wounded Knee... The occupation of Wounded Knee ended yesterday. Only 15 of the occupants were arrested. The others were allowed to go free. We were all... to Marlon Brando and Sahi Little's protests at the Oscars. Accepting the award for Marlon Brando and the Godfather, Miss Shasheen Littlefeather. Hello, my name is Sasheen Littlefeather. I'm Apache and I'm president of the National Native American Affirmative Image Committee. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening. The reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry, excuse me, 
and on television in movie reruns, and also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. The March on Washington and the occupation of Alcatraz and so many more acts of defiance against an oppressive system that had robbed Native Americans of their rights, dignity, and ancestral lands. Doug George Canendio, a Mohawk journalist and historian, was around when these things were all happening. At that time, Ganalaga was influenced by this, and they decided that they're going to create something called a warrior society. The warriors were a remnant of old Mohawk tradition and represented a sort of knight's code for what a man should be and how he should serve his community. It was a revival of Mohawk pride. They're more protectors than anything else. The name they use for warriors, Los Calaguete, at its root, um, uh, refers to them providing. You know, that's what they do. The elders need more wood for their fireplace? The warriors will provide that. The garden needs tending? The warriors can help. A protest needs to be organized. The warriors got you. A uh, warrior society needs symbols. It needs, you know, things that they can show. And so Louis Hall, Galunya Tache, who is an incredible artist and a great student of history, decides, well, how do we do this? You know, what symbols can I come up with that, that can, we can use that define us as a group that's willing to, to actually take a physical stand and fight? The flag, featuring a long-haired man over a sunburst against a red background, became the symbol for resistance. It's the same flag depicted on Derek White's car. The formation of the Mohawk warriors added fuel to the fire and tensions in Ganawage boiled over on October 15th 1973. And so basically the Mohawk, uh, the traditional, traditional Mohawk people and all the other uh, groups kind of clashed. The traditional community of Ganawage had issued a notice for all outside people to leave the reserve. And October 15th was supposed to be the deadline. Of course, things didn't pan out that way. And Mohawk warriors staged a protest that quickly turned violent. Newspapers at the time called it the Siege at the Longhouse. So there was a lot of fighting going on, and it, it came to the point where uh, after one night, it became very, very violent. There was like, it was like, kind of like riots, and um, like police cars were being flipped and stuff like that. The Montreal Star reported that supposed outsiders were threatened, even though they'd lived in Ganawage for generations. Homes were set on fire, and cops fired tear gas. And once the dust settled, the traditional Mohawk people decided, you know, there has to be a better way. They didn't want to fight their, their own people. So instead of going back out to cause any more heartache, they, they went to the Longhouse and they started having meetings. They started having meetings. What are we going to do? Like, how are we going to approach this? Uh, where are we going to go? So they decided that they needed their own place. So some of the older people that were still uh, alive at that time basically uh, said that, you know, we have all of this land outside of this, this community, Gahnawage. We have this land, we have to go back to it. So the people decided, well, why don't we just do that? This is Running Smoke, we'll be right back. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. They asked my uh, brother and another cousin of mine, um, they were just teenagers, to enter this Girl Scout camp that they had found in the uh, Western Adirondacks, and they went into the camp, and it had been um, a former Girl Scout camp, and the Girl Scouts left it, and uh, they went in. The camp had actually been built in the 1930s uh, as a camp for Native boys and girls, a summer camp. Here's how a booklet from 1931 described the spot. Have you ever dreamed of a spot far from the Madden crowd? An ideal spot in the wilderness, away from the din and dirt and the noise of the city in the company with congenial friends. Wouldn't you like to know of a spot so near that it is easily reached, so well-equipped that you can be as comfortable as at home, and yet wild, beautiful, and unspoiled? The traditionalists now had a location to build their own community. But they were wary of being stymied, not just by law enforcement, but their own community. So they kept the location a secret. They didn't want anybody else to know. So everybody else in the community of Gahnawage who was involved um, didn't know the location. And that was for security reasons. They didn't want any uh, policing agencies or anybody to get wind of this 
just in case uh, they would attempt to stop them from, from moving. They let out just enough uh, false information that the location was going to be in Vermont. So it was a diversion. So in, yeah, May 13th, 1973 is when they ultimately decided to make the move. So they had gathered at the 207 Longhouse in Gahnawage and they got all the people there. They packed up everything. Some people just packed up whatever they could fit in their vehicle and left everything behind, house, furniture, everything, just what they could fit. And then they took off. Nobody knew this location, but they just kept driving. The, the border between New York State and Vermont, there was uh, state police and different uh, policing agencies kind of set up ar- along the border just to catch anybody trying to come in, like any, any, any Indians trying to come into the state. So while everybody was looking over here, the rest of the traditional people were moving in the opposite direction. They arrived about five o'clock in the morning and it was raining. They just arrived and they set up and they just slept in their, in their vehicles that night. In the morning, when they all woke up and they started exploring, some of the, the cabins and the, um, the recreation hall, I believe it was, was still, was still there. Um, and it was scheduled to be torn down maybe a week later. And it just, you know, so they got lucky there and they just went in and they, they occupied it. It seemed like a great find, but... They realized very quickly uh, for the first winter that this was not a place where Mohawks actually lived. They hunted, but it was too cold for them to grow gardens, you know, to grow the things they needed to sustain their lives. It was great for hunting elk or moose or whatever it was, but it wasn't a place where Mohawks would establish permanent villages. Hence the whole summer camp thing. Winter camp just didn't work there. So I heard one story that uh, a woman donated two horses to uh, Lewis Hall and uh, a couple years later asked how they, how the horses treated them. And he said they tasted good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, things were tough. So Moss Lake was cold as hell and not the best for growing food, but there were still advantages to the location. It was a tiny lake and surrounding this lake was essentially like uh, mountains. So it, it provided uh, a good protection, a good fortress for the people at the time because it was, there was a lot of roadblocks. Uh, the, the state police were there and, you know, there was tension there. You know, every day the people, the, the people didn't know whether the, the police are going to come in or not or when. So they were on, uh, the tensions were high for, for quite some time. And so from 1973 to 1977, um, Ganyage existed in Eagle Bay, and throughout those three years, there was like over 200 uh, negotiations between the state of New York, um, the federal government, and the people of Ganyage about how they're gonna how they're gonna deal with the situation. At first, they just wanted to kick the people out of uh, the territory, but at the time, the people were lucky because uh, the world was watching, so it kind of kept them back um, from doing anything. So within that time, they negotiated back and forth, like, whose land is it? Is it, is it uh, the state of New York? Is it the, the traditional people? And usually the white people will say, you know, oh, you prove to us that this land belongs to you. But the traditional people switched it. They said, no, this land belongs to us. We've been here since time immemorial. You prove to us that it belongs to you. And so they were never able to prove the land belonged to them. Throughout those three years, that's what they tried back and forth. They couldn't prove the land was theirs, and even though it was never officially 
publicized. We are legitimate. We are correct that the land belongs to us. Uh, and it doesn't belong to the state of New York or it does not belong to the federal government. That's to me, is incredible that the traditionalists were successful in getting the New York government, the American government, to grant them land rights of any kind, right? I mean, just, it seems extraordinary given the history. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know any other examples where something like this has been successful. Yeah, neither do I. I, I don't know of any other examples uh, right now of any situation that anybody else has has been able to pull off that's similar uh, to what Kanyange has been able to do. Um, as with the, um, the United States federal government or New York State, it's not, it's not that they, they granted it us. They were forced to, to acknowledge and give us back our land. So we, we just took it back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Run and Smoke from Campside Media. Once New York State had agreed to return territories to the Mohawks, there was still one more step left. Actually returning the land. 
Turns out it wasn't a straightforward handover. The state of New York had to figure out how they were going to deal with the situation. How are they going to deal with it without having to tell the public, their, their people, that the land doesn't belong to them? Uh, so in order to save face, they basically created a trust, a Turtle Island Trust is what it's called. And that was a nonprofit organization that Ganyange, the people of Ganyange and the land can be put into uh, so it's not taxed and it can't be touched. Part of this deal with New York was that they needed a new location. Moss Lake was great, but completely unsustainable. They needed a place that was better for agriculture and year-round living. They liked the location here, uh, which is originally was called Minor Lake. So they moved here in 1977, and we're just simply moving from one part of our territory to the other. All that land, all the, the land in the Adirondack Mountains, 9 million acres uh, within New York State is Mohawk land. We're not relinquishing that. And then ever since we've been here, uh, we've been kind of developing slowly. Ganyange was founded on principles of true traditional Mohawk life. Hunting, fishing, and farming for your own food. Real self-sufficiency and respect for the land. It was regarded by many Mohawks as one of the few places where real Mohawk life could actually still be practiced. It was a place of such purity that it even served as a drug and alcohol rehab location for natives from around the country. But even a community built on such strong, principled tenets has to make compromises somewhere just to survive in the modern world. So, um, when we first got here, we didn't have very many, we didn't have, you know, essentially we didn't have any, anything. We were pretty poor, no, no money, whatnot. So a lot of people would kind of give us donations, food, uh, clothing. So with these donations, um, sometimes we would get other things like beads or sometimes the women would buy beads and, and sewing thread and they, would, they started making uh, crafts. And so with, they started making crafts and selling it. They made the money from the crafts, and that's what they put towards the cigarettes. And so they would buy, like, one case of cigarettes at a time. And they would travel back and forth from Ganyange to Akwezasne, getting the uh, one case of cigarettes a day. So they would sell that. Then they would take that money and go buy another case. And next, you know, it was like two cases. Then it was three, and so on and so forth, until, you know, we were getting uh, many, many cases of cigarettes. And that's how our cigarette business started. One of the first things that was built here was... Uh, the bingo hall to help uh, generate some income so we can start moving forward with uh, the projects uh, that we needed to get done or what the projects that we felt most import- important to us. Since then, we've, we've developed, um, we have a gas station over here. Uh, we have a small holistic center. Mm, we have uh, a golf course that's being developed. The first nine is pretty well developed. They're, they're working on the back nine right now. And yeah, and then we, we were, once we got enough money, we were able to build a school. I think there, were alter- there could have been alternatives. Uh, we didn't need to fixate on tobacco. We didn't need it. Was a, it was the thing that produced a great deal of profit, and it did so fairly quickly, the same with the bingo hall. And uh, the traditional rules uh, say that we're not supposed to get involved with that commercial activity because it brings harm to people. You know, it creates an addiction and it exploits people, the weakness. Uh, it's based on greed. And the same with tobacco, as I mentioned before, because it, it is a sacred thing. There were, I think there were alternatives to doing this, but I think people by that time 
you know, were geared towards a high profit at, at minimum effort. And so that's what they, that's what they did. And, but 43 years later, they're still there. So I give them enormous credit. It's not a community where you have one or two people that have all the money. You know, it's fairly share, it's shared. I think fairly uh, equitably uh, uh, for whoever lives there. So that's uh, that's actually a good example um, of how things these things can be done. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with the final episode of Running Smoke. Running Smoke is a production of Campside Media, Dan Patrick Productions, and Workhouse Media. The series was written and reported by me, Rajiv Gola. Our producers are Aaliyah Papes, Lane Gerbig, and Julie Denache. Our editors are Michelle Lands and Emily Martinez. Sound design and original music by Mark McAdam. Additional sound and mixing by Ewan Lai Tremuin. Additional reporting by Susie McCarthy. Our executive producers are Dan Patrick, Josh Dean of Campside Media, Paul Anderson, Nick Pinella, and Andrew Greenwood for Workhouse Media. Fact-checking by Mary Mathis and Angeli Mercado. Artwork by Polly Adams. And additional thanks to Greg Horn, Johnny Kaufman, Sierra Franco, Elizabeth Van Brocklin, and Sean Flynn. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, host of Womanica, a daily podcast that introduces you to the fascinating lives of women history has forgotten. We've always been intrigued by stories of disappearances, whether it's a fraudster from the 17th century who kept evading the authorities or a novelist who taunted the Nazis and faked her own death. We all want to know what happened next. To find out, listen to Womanica on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.